This is a new dimension in sound. You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. Let's return to Crime Time Live on TalkZone.com. Once again, here's your host, Attorney Scott Weinberg. We're back here live on Scott Weinberg on Crime Time Live. You know, of course, it's 9-11, September 11th. Boy, I tell you that for the last nine years brought a different meaning to our uh, our meaning of what happens to our country when one person, let alone 3,000 people, are attacked. And, you know, we would come back to the the idea, and here on the ninth anniversary of 9-11, are we more divided as a culture? Are we really, are we more afraid of what's going on, not just around the country, but here in, in Metro Detroit, about terrorism, about crimes? Is Detroit the crime capital? Are we worried about crime in other places in the country? Are we more worried about our neighborhood crime than terrorist attack on our buildings and our planes? Or are people hell-bent to destroy us? Are we just as vulnerable as ever? You know, there's an article in the Detroit News by uh, um, by what I think is one of the one of the better writers, Laura Berman. And she really writes about this being, it's a cloud. It is a, a division that everybody has. And it's clouded. The cloud is the, is the unknown anger. Are we angry about being victims, being afraid? Are we angry about the fact we can't change things? She writes, on the day we should come together, we're still torn apart. And it's really true. We are torn apart because we don't know how to still, after nine years, think about what is the meaning of 9-11. What is going on in our city of Detroit and around the country in terms of our fears? And she writes, the ground is still shifting around Ground Zero. Instead of marking a day that evokes memories and honors of those 3,000 people lost, it's still a fulcrum, it's still a total political strife and animosity. And I'm telling you, nowhere is this truer than here in Metro Detroit, where Muslim leaders, they still express this new chill in the political air. The definition of what it means to be America, has been lost. This is what the Arab Americans are saying. And they feel, they see today, a rise of hatred. And the reason why I want to talk about it is not so much about are we still as much at risk of the attacks. Because let me tell you something. You have an open society you freely cross your borders, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Wyoming. You be able to go around without any checks like they have in Israel to go between the different countries. You can't go into Israel without being checked. But because we have a federalized system, we can go through every state without being checked. Man, I tell you, you it is so hard to protect each individual citizen of each individual state. Because our borders are open to the states. Heck, we can't even keep the people out from Mexico or coming in through Canada. How are we going to keep the people, terrorists, coming in that have been hanging out in Ohio, coming up to Michigan and blowing up our buildings in Detroit? We have an open society. We don't live with 
guards walking our streets with machine guns like they do in Iraq. We just don't. Or Tel Aviv. We live in an open society. And when you live in an open society like that, oh, you get tremendous benefits. And I protect those benefits every single day in court. Your rights, the government lack of intrusion into those rights. But you know what it does? It makes you more vulnerable. Oh, it really does. And that's where people are afraid because we don't have those protections individually on our streets. But that's not the biggest fear. That isn't. What they're talking about, what Laura Berman's talking about in her article, is one of the biggest fears is the rise of inherent hatred toward another type of person because we blame them for things that happened to us in the past. Our, the anti-Semitism rises towards Jews, towards Muslims, towards a whole character of people that had nothing to necessarily do with attacking us. Muslims are, the, the hatred towards Muslims, what they're talking about is on the rise for things that they still have no control about. They talk about having the mosque built right next to ground zero, right? To be able to have that right there. And yet the people scream, we don't hate Muslims, we just don't want that there. But let me tell you, the people that are around the country, living on the farms, that aren't living in cities, that don't have a mix of racial or ethnic tension every day that live in don't live in urban environments that are out in the vast farmlands oh believe me they've got different feelings about muslims they're blaming every muslim for what happened whether it's reasonable or not and that is the problem that they talk about in terms of the rise of the hatred towards a whole people when, of course, that's not what happened. It was a set of those people, a sect that is hell-bent on destroying America. Not just physically, but emotionally. They want to destroy the way America looks, not just here, but all around the world. They want America's position to be lessened. They want America to get out of where America, they say, doesn't belong. But by doing that, let's face it, they, these people that committed this atrocity nine years ago has still contributed, their actions still contributed to the ignorant rise of hatred towards the Muslim world here in America. And that's what these people are afraid of. But here in Detroit, they say that we're coming together. Even so, a diverse coalition is coming together in Metro Detroit, she writes, begging for consideration, civility, respect. On Friday, hundreds honored the fallen rescuers and victims and urged unity at Campus Martius, an interfaith prayer service in Detroit. 
I don't know if people taking to the streets and arguing for coming together makes a big difference to the guy or the woman who lives outside city, outside any type of mixed environment in their own little protected towns, and they still keep this anti-Semitism or racial hatred towards Muslims or to any minority. I don't know if that protest or civility makes a difference to them, but I can tell you what it does do. It does show some type of unity to the people that care about it. See, because the people that don't care about it, you're not going to change them. They're not. You're not going to change them. There are going to be people that are going to be hating the racial minorities, period. They're probably brought up that way. They're going to keep that ignorance within themselves, and they are never going to change. So these protests aren't going to change them. Don't try to change them. Go try to knock your head against that wall and move the building. You got about as much chance. You want to join our conversation, you call 248-848-1130. That's 248-848-1130. But I, this is what I take from this on 9-11. This is what I want you to think about. Do we feel safer nine years later in our cities, on our streets, in our state, because we've taken protections, our government has taken protections because of what happened nine years ago, or are we just as vulnerable because we live in this free environment, this free, federalized country? Do you feel safer, or are you more afraid? You call me at 248-848-1130. That's 248-848-1130. Allie from Dearborn, thanks for calling Crime Time Live. What do you think? Are we safer now, or are we still just as at risk because people are hellabent on taking our rights away? Um, you know, uh, first of all, I thank you for being so well-spoken on, on the subject. Uh, in general. But, uh, you know, I don't know if we're safer or not. What I know is, for the last nine years, um, we have no, I, I don't believe that we intellectually as a nation addressed some of the real reasons behind the attacks. Um, not many people like to talk, to make the point that I want to make because people want to stay, especially in the media, they want to stay politically correct. As soon as you jump into the zone, People start accusing you of justifying terrorism. Now, I don't care. I don't care if anybody accuses me of that, although I'm a Muslim. And usually, someone like me would want to be so aggressive to make a point to everybody that I, don't, I, condemn, the, I condemn terrorism. And I do. But that I will not let a small group of people that did something in the name of Islam or ignorant people in our own society make my thoughts hostage to being politically correct. I say this. I say no one, I've heard on a radio show on, on NPR, two um, national security advisors. One worked for a Republican administration before, one worked for a, for a Democrat, uh, Democratic um, administration. They had different views on every single point they disagreed. They disagreed on everything. But there's one thing they both agreed on, which, which made me lose my mind when I heard this. What was that? When the, when the, when the person on the show asked them, they, they, you know, he, he said to them, summarize to me, 
why do you think they attacked us? Both of them made very ignorant point in my mind. They said because they intrinsically, because they inherently hate us. That, that was their justification. They didn't want to go into the crazy policy that we have overseas. And the millions of people who died in the name of America, not because of America, not because we wanted to kill them, but in the name, there are, and I'm not going to attack anybody, but I can tell you this, Israel killed thousands of people, thousands of Palestinians in the name of the West. They said we're pro-Western, we're, dem we're, we're a democratic state, we are pro-America. What kind of message did that give Muslims? You know, for the last 60 years, for the last 60 years, the United Nations every year votes on a resolution that condemns Israel for war crimes. And do you know the only country in the world that vetoes that? The entire world votes that Israel is committing war crimes, except the United States every single year vetoes that. And that's because of the, the Israeli lobbies. And, and let me be clear, I am not anti-Jew. I'm not anti-Semitic. I am not, I don't know. I respect Jews. I have a problem with Zionist Jews who are committing crimes, same as what the Nazis did in Germany to the, to the, uh, to the Jews. I respect Jews on the left who, who actually speak the truth in this country. But I don't respect what's happening overseas. And I'm not justifying terrorism. Well, Ali, he, but he, we, Ali. Must put the, we must put the finger on what is the anger that's going on overseas. People don't just hate America for no reason. And I, and I have a problem with whoever hates America because I'm an American. Right. But what I'm saying is we have to be objective to a certain point. But can that on. be? Can that be? Can, thanks, Ali. Can, can we be objective? Can we really be objective when we come from a position of we think the country, like Israel, or any other country, whether it's America, is simply doing the wrong thing? Can we be objective? You want to call at 248-848-1130. That's 248-848-1130. And what we're talking about, and what Ali, obviously he was upset, but what, what we're talking about is whether you believe Israel is right in protecting their border, whether they're right in any time they attack someone else, whether they feel justified or not, should we have the policies we have, the American policies, supporting Israel, Israel supporting what America wants, whether you believe that they should be in other countries to enforce their will, whether it's Israel or America, does it influence the way we believe, the way we think about how we were attacked in 9-11? Because that's what we were getting at. I'm not getting at whether or not Israel's at fault and stuff. That's not the issue here. That can be an issue someday. What I'm getting at is does the hatred that it seems to have risen in this country towards Muslims blaming blaming the American policies and Israel policies, that's not what we're talking about. Is Does the hatred of Muslims stem directly from 9-11? Is it rising? Or is it is it do we bring our own feelings about other types of influences like Israel to that? And we blame other people from that. Paul from Windsor. Paul, what do you think? I know you go back and forth in the Middle East all the time. What do you yeah, think about it? I'm a veterinarian. I've had 14 trips there, and I've asked the question 400 times over, what's the problem? And I keep getting the same answer. 
the two standards, one set of rules for Israel, one set of rules for the for the rest, and the unbridled support of Israel. But I guess stepping back, the issue of terrorism is going to cost the world trillions and trillions of dollars into the future. And I agree with the last caller overwhelmingly. There is no public discussion of the real causes, uh, and this this suggestion, other than this broad suggestion that they just hate us and they don't like our skirts or drinking booze or whatever, which is nonsense. And from what I can gather, the September 11th inquiry, which was the defining event of terrorism, the, the when they asked the people who committed it the question, why did you do it? My understanding was they removed this reason from the report. And the reason was given was America's unbridled support of Israel and their policies exploiting Muslims in the Middle East. And I think the biggest problem is, and as a Canadian, I feel like my whole large part of my life was a lie because I'm finding out what's going on over there. When you see their side, uh, they, they, they are so exploited. Uh, look at Afghanistan, the policies that have gone on. Look at Iran. Uh, America held Iran hostage with the Shah for 50 years. So you're saying Muslims are exploited? Uh, I'm saying when you look at uh, policy, uh, in particular of America in the Middle East and Israel, well, I, I guess I would quote, if you go to a website, if americansonlynew.org, uh, a guy you know, Albert Einstein, made a statement in 1948. In an open letter to the New York Times, Albert Einstein stated, with 30 other signatories, it's a sad day for the world. The creation of the Zionist state is doing the same policies that Adolf Hitler was doing. That's not my words. That's Albert Einstein's words. Well, this is because Albert Einstein says it one doesn't mean it's true. But I can tell you that, you know, we have supported Israel for many years. Why, why do you think that is? Get down to the heart of it. Why does America support Israeli policies? Whether you agree with it or not, why do you think we do it? In, in simple terms, uh, the... The main, the main issue that, that I connect all the dots with is uh, when you examine the concept of the project for the New American Century, it connects all the dots of the last 15 years with America's plan through the neocons, and uh, this came from Israel vis-a-vis Wolfowitz to take over the world, and they needed a defining event, which, which uh, September 11th became their, their defining event when they could start uh, implementing the policies, which included ignoring international law, unilateral invasion of countries, specifically Iraq, of which every piece of information was either fabricated or or contorted. Well, and, uh, again, I can tell you that I I don't disagree with everything you say, but I can tell you that I don't think that that America going into Iraq was necessarily one justified. But when we're there. We have to protect the interests of those kids that are fighting on our behalf. And we don't leave them. We don't leave them behind, whether it's in Afghanistan or Iraq or anywhere. Once we make that choice, we don't have to stay. What we have to do, though, is we have to protect them. But that's different. That's not the reason why we got attacked. I don't think we got attacked in 9-11 because of necessarily just our support of Israel. It's because they believe that our way of life is wrong, and they want us to get out of all their interests. You want to disagree with me? You call me at 248 That's 248-848-1130. This is Scott Weinberg on Crime Time Live. We'll be back in a second.
Have you or a loved one been arrested or charged with a crime? Do you want to stay out of jail and keep your record clean? Hi, I'm attorney Scott Weinberg, host of Crime Time Live, heard Saturday mornings 11 to 12 noon on 1310 WDTW. Call my office anytime to protect your rights at 1-800-NO-JAIL-1 or go to our website at 1-800-NO-JAIL-1.com. We have payment plans for everyone's budget. There should never be a price on protecting your rights. Call 1-800-NO-JAIL-1 right now. 